Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book, that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr. Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix, today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. I'm done. I, w- I walked in a bad place for just a little bit. It was, it was just a little bit. I, I didn't mess up too long. It was just a little bit. Amen. All right. So. Brother Paul said, tend to your own affairs. Okay? He did. He did. He did. Please. So do me a favor. Grace, come up. Come up. One more row. I got everybody up close. I said the lights are dim low. Everybody's close. If you, you can. Well, you can't stay there no more. You moved. What? If you, if you give me great participation from where you are. Great, like better than you've ever done before. And you can stay right there. All right. 
So I was I was talking to Tempest earlier before Shannon messaged, and we were talking about doubling up so I can spend some time. This is the most. This is the actual chapter one, and your book is chapter two. But Napoleon Hill originally created a book that had an unknown or an unnamed or unnumbered chapter and gave power of thought. Then he starts off with his chapter one, Burning Desire. I am going to break this down to you for the next two weeks. There is a reason because in his book, you, if I don't give you burning desire, you don't get anything. If I don't give you, now if you take it to where the newer translation, the 21st century version, if you don't take the power of thought, you can't even get burning desire. Here's how I explained it earlier to these two right here. I simply said, without the power of thought, you can't do anything until you realize you have that. But then, if you don't have a burning desire, you're always offended. You're always distracted. You're easily thrown off your target. Why? Because if you are always offended by me, which is just me since I'm talking, you are not vibrating at the proper frequency to get your goal. If you are currently offended, you are in poverty. Does that make sense? So the burning desire lets you have someone disrespect you and you process that information. And you say, this disrespect has nothing to do with what I am burning for. There you go. There you go. So that's for all my attitude folk, right? But that's how it is. But you've never known anyone that constantly is easily offended that you look up to. But, but we want to be easily offended and people look up to us. So you got to get burning desire down correctly. You need to burn. Now, if you're not easily offended, easily distracted. <laughs> you guys don't follow easily distracted people either. Nobody's out there just trying to find Dory. Finding Nemo. Right, okay, right? you're not just out there just literally finding Dory, right? You just not to just... You understand? All right. Good, good. Some of you act like that. That's how distracted you are. You're in the middle of a good story. And then you go, oh, and it's another thing that you take an hour to tell a story that took three minutes. All right. There she go. All right. So we're going to spend two weeks in this one chapter. Does that make sense? This is the greatest thing. So. Shannon said, man, we got to spend some time here, right? Come grab this for me. Shannon said, we got to spend some time. And she's right. If, so how many of you have ever heard me say, because some of you have known me for two years, how many of you have ever heard me say, I want this and I'm willing to die for it? I got that from this chapter. Now, it doesn't say that, but I've read this book two times a year at the least since 2008. This is 2017. How many years is that? That's nine years. This is the beginning of the second half 
of the 2017 year. Ask me how many times have I read this book this year. This is my fourth time. I've read reading it for this class, but I read it three times on my own. Okay, no, go ahead, say that loud. No, I'm saying that explains a lot because this year you you're a lot different this year than you were last year. That makes absolute sense. I am a lot different this year than I was last year because I've been totally in tune and focused on this book because I want to get to a million dollars by December 23rd, 2017. And I've said it out loud just about every night, every morning. Because I understood when I met this goal, when I wanted this goal, you can actually get that back. I understood when I met this goal, when I wanted this goal, I had to be vibrating at that frequency. Does that make sense? Why? Because it is not natural for me to want to have a million dollars. It is my birthright. It is easy. But guess how we vibrate naturally? With attitudes. And then they put low self-esteem in you. And all that other stuff. Does that make sense? All right, great. So, we're going to have fun with this. I'm done with my introduction. I am going to teach you every single thing about this chapter that I have taken notes over for the last nine years. You are about to get nine years over the next two weeks of information on this book, on this chapter. And it's going to feel like you've been wild because I got nine years of information. I had nine years to prep for you. Make sense? All right. So tell me what you have learned. I'm going to I see I'm going to have to. Okay, give me a second. All right. No, go ahead. Talk. Well, okay, go ahead and talk. I'm cutting on the microphones because you guys talk like little bitty school kids. All right, so everybody should be opening up their books. She said the very first, very first what? The very first page. Okay, very first page of chapter two. Mic check. There we go. Use this now. It says. You put everybody put the mouth, the microphone to your mouth. It says he may have resembled a tree, but his thoughts were those of a king. And the note that I wrote on top of there is, you don't start off looking your destiny. All right. Good. She nailed it. So, read that again. Um, when Edward C. Barnes climbed down from a freight train in Orange, New Jersey, he may not have resembled, he may have resembled a tramp, but his thoughts were those of a king. And then my note on there was, you don't Start off looking your destiny. All right. Let's talk about that. Pass the mic around. Everyone will use the mic. This no, talk about it. Talk about it. Whether you're up here on the Okay, did y'all hear did y'all hear what she said on the internet? Okay. Edward C. Barnes. Who is Edward C. Barnes? The, the he is a guy. 
he's the only business partner of Thomas Edison. Yes. And he looks like a tramp. That's 1920s language, right? right. Looks like a tramp. And nothing about him says you're going to be a business partner. But the book specifically says, his, no, no, say that. Tell him, say that. Tell him, say it. Nothing about his book says, nothing about his look says he's going to be that. But his mind says differently. Okay? And then the book says, but you never start off looking like your destiny. Let's go. Yeah, that's how it ended. That's how the sentence she read, that's how it ended. You never start off looking like your destiny. So she wrote that. Oh, you wrote that? Yeah, that was a note. Oh, that was, that was a great note. I don't know why I thought that was in the book. That should have been in the book. You tapped into Napoleon Hill. I, I wrote that because... Use the microphone. Use the microphone. I wrote that because when I read that one, you always expect to instantly look where you want to be. Well, that's not the case. You don't start off looking where you want to be. But in his mind, he was already there. So because he's already there, it didn't matter how he looked. All right, so stop right there. Listen, everybody, that row is now obsolete. Come sit right here. That row is obsolete. That row is, that row is totally obsolete. Come sit right here. Come, come sit right here. Come sit right here. Come sit right here. Let's 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 see if we can do it this way. That yeah, that row is obsolete. Come sit over here. There you go. There you go. All right. So I'm gonna set some ground rules. Okay. I'm gonna set some ground rules. That's to include you two people over the internet. Okay. Now I'm gonna spend two weeks on this book. I mean on this chapter. I am going to give you every single thing that I have. Every, every single thing that I have, I'm going to give to you. You are going to return me that same courtesy. Because guess what? Thank you. Guess what? You don't have a single thing that you truly desire in your conscious mind. But you have everything that you desire in your subconscious mind. And up until this point, your subconscious mind has successfully failed you the whole way. You have never failed in your life. Okay? Nobody here has ever failed. You've never lost. You've never failed. You have successfully got exactly what you didn't want pretty much your whole life. This is the most important thing. So, you're going to match my effort and my energy. All right. Read that again and talk about it. Can you tell me what page? I'm sorry. That's not a problem. Tell her what page. It's, it, it would be page 19. Okay, and everybody's... The first page of the second chapter. Okay, use, use, it, use it a little better. It's on page 19. It's not an actual page number on it, but it says chapter 2. It's like All right. page Page 19, chapter 2, first one. Go, read. When Edwin C. Barnes climbed out from the freight train in Orange, New Jersey, he may have resembled a tramp, but his thoughts were those of the king. And the note that I wrote was, you don't start off looking your destiny. All right, talk about it. I don't, I don't know okay. about anyone else, but... Okay. 
So yo, you go ahead and I'll let, I'll let her go second. That was great. That was so great. If you don't start off looking like your destiny, I thought that was part of the book. That's how great that was. I thought Napoleon Hill wrote that. So good job for you. Okay. Yeah. Seriously. I literally thought that was the next sentence right after that last sentence. Okay. That's how that, but that was, that's a revelation. Okay. So you go ahead. Shannon. made me think about um, on the next page where it just talked about how you have to remember to hold your burning desire in your mind. It said that his thoughts were that of a king. So the only thing that matters is what's in your mind. Okay. So you have to keep that, that, in your, that burning desire in your mind. The, the outside world, it took him five years to get it outside of his mind. It took him five years. He held it in his mind. He got it. Hey. Remember, so the book starts off saying there's a secret in this book. Now, the whole world disagrees with what the actual secret is. I have a hypothesis of what the secret is. Nobody will completely agree. Right? It says there's a secret in this book. It will jump out at you when you're ready. I am convinced after nine years that I know it. I'm not going to give it away. You're going to help. You're going to try to figure it out. Would you like to guess? Yes. All right. Even if you get it right, I'm not going to say you're right. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Use the mic. <laughs> well, from the, from the beginning up until this chapter, it's all about your thoughts. You have to control your thoughts because what you think is what, what comes out like, throughout the entire portion. Of, I mean, the, the chapter one is, is entitled... Uh, power of thought. Power of thought. And then the second one was desire. And throughout this entire thing, Okay, that's fair. So first off, the second chapter in this book is burning desire. And you remember that because your desire and your burning desires are not the same thing. You guys are out here desiring prosperity, but you burn for poverty. And that's what you keep getting. You only get what you burn for whether you're conscious of that or not, okay? So you're right, but, and it may not necessarily be the secret, I got you, it may not necessarily be the secret, but it's a bunch of, you know, because the name of the book is Think and Grow Rich, so obviously thought is there. Oh, I got you, let me get back on the line, uh, online again. Go ahead. I just have a theory of what the secret may be. Sure. Because I listen to people when they talk. All right. And I've been reading this book, and you told us a while back that the secret is something that you've told all of us since you met us. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so um, my theory is that, yeah, the burning desire and the power of thought. But the thing that you said since I met you, that sounds so crazy to me. If this don't happen, I'm going to die. Okay. All and right. I feel like it's the fact that you have to literally be willing to die before your thought and your burning desire doesn't happen. Like you will literally be six feet under the ground because that's how much effort you're going to put into what you think and what you want. That's just my theory. Them is all facts. Now, I'm not going to say if that's right and that's what I think because we're going to play along every week. There's a reason why we're spending three months on this book. But she's right. I say that I mean it. I'm on die. 
during the conversation I had with you yesterday. You ain't no way in the world I'ma let the I'ma die. If that happens, you gonna call and be like, hey, I haven't heard from Tony. Where is he? You didn't hear Michelle? He died. Oh, that's the only way you gonna get let down. Does that make sense? Okay, so great. So pass the mic. Oh no. We got something here on the bottom of the screen, since you're at the bottom. But okay, so here we go. All right, keep going, stay here, stay here. There's something, before you start talking, there's something that you're gonna, there's something that I'm gonna have to address. If you are not open, you are in poverty. If you are not open, you doom yourself for poverty. And if you are not open, you might as well not be here. And it's like, have you ever read a book and didn't know what the word meant? It was like somebody took a gun and shot that word out the page. Because if you don't know what it means, it's just a hole in the paper. If you're not open, you're a hole in this universe. As far as this book goes. As far as what I'm going to say and what you're going to say goes. Because you're going to learn more from your peers talking than me talking. All right, go ahead. Okay, so we can agree with 100% of everything you said. I have no problem. I find no fault in anything you just said. Clap for him. I've got no issue with that, right? Now, let's take that deeper because you said something there specifically about you almost kind of, I'll paraphrase it. He didn't even have to defend himself. It's not what you said, but you were like, you know, he had his thoughts, but he didn't even have to explain. Listen. When you have a thought and you're willing to die for it, those people never talk. Ever. Those people who know what they want and know that no matter what you're going to do, that they're going to get it, they don't run around here talking. Right? Say that at the end of chapter two. She's right. Why? 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 The reason you are loud mouth is because you don't have the confidence to believe in what you're saying. You're trying to convince yourself. If I have the desire in my head, I don't have to convince anybody of my desire. The desire lives within me. So the only person that I need to prove myself to is myself. If I'm wasting time talking to you, I don't have a desire for my goal. I have a desire for attention. Okay, wow. That's where a lot of people get messed up at. They want attention, and they think that it's the goal that they want, but they really want to be seen and heard. Okay. So they get seen and heard, and they don't get the goal that they claim that they want. Well, that's the goal. Okay, so what she said was, I don't desire the goal, I desire attention. But that is what you burn for attention, so you get that, and you don't get the goal. 
The goal is to front for the attention you truly burn for. Because mama didn't buy you a pony when you were six or something, right? We all are proving something to some dead memory that's still living in us. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Now, here's the deal. So let's take what she said, but let's push that further. But I'm going to tell you about me. Here's why I don't talk. Because it's not a desire for me. My burn so much. I don't have to tell you about my thoughts because they're not thoughts to me. If I think it, I already have it. So why am I defending what I know is already here? You are just too ignorant to see it's already here or time just didn't catch up with me. There's so. When you burn for a desire and you're using power of thought, they're no longer thoughts and desires. They are tangible assets and defining moments that you will grab, hold and have and celebrate. Because if they up here, they're going to manifest out here. Whatever Napoleon Hill says, whatever the mind can conceive, man can achieve. It's, Thoughts are things. But, you know, you don't really believe that. You know, maybe you guys believe that because you sit in this class. But your friends and family don't believe that. Your mom and your children don't believe that. Your aunt don't believe that. But the truth is, I don't have to tell you about stuff. I get in more trouble for not telling details about what I'm thinking than quitting. You'll never get me in trouble for quitting but you'll be like, man, well, you didn't tell me. I didn't tell you because I didn't feel the need to tell you because in my head it was real. So we didn't need to talk about nothing. I literally lose touch with reality. Literally, when I think of, I want, when I think of, of what I want, I lose focus of reality. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Go ahead, give him the mic. Because you said that. Use the mic, use the mic. Because, because you said that. Uh, we gotta go somewhere else real quick. Go ahead. Because you started. Go ahead. Uh, but if you go to page 20. Okay. Uh, and if you look like right about in one, two, third paragraph. Okay. I'm gonna start with he created. And uh, it says he created a plan by which to obtain that purpose. But he burned all bridges behind him. My question was when I read that. It was, um, now granted, read further, it answered it. Uh-huh, and we, we're going to cover it. But it still was a question when it came about. That's okay, we're going to cover it. The question was, when I read, he burned all bridges behind him. My question was, was that relationships or opportunities? Both. Okay, the relationship opportunity. Both, depending on what he had to burn. Let me, okay, so before we get to the page 21... That explains what was burned. I mean, what, you know, the, the, the parable, well, it's actually not a parable. It is a historical event used as a parable that's going to explain this here. But check this out. So everybody listen. This is deep. I lose touch with reality. If I think it, I understand that the moment I start burning for whatever I'm thinking, it's no longer a thought. It is a thing. Because you got that part. So why not burn everything 
I don't need security no more. I already have what I want. And the only way to get what I want is to burn what I have. The only way to get the future thing is not even future no more. When I burn for it, it is no longer the future. At the moment I think of it, it is already mine. That is a natural law. That is your birthright. The moment you think of it, it is already yours. There's no discussion about it. Time just hasn't caught up with you because you are a finite being. Because you're a what? Finite. You are a limited being. I'm not God. So I don't get to exist in this time and then 20 years from now at the same time. Neither do I get to travel back in time or go into 2121. I got to stay right here in 2017 in this day. And in five seconds from now, I can't get there. Wait, one, two, three, four. Okay, now I'm there, right? But I couldn't just travel five seconds into the future. Does that make sense? Okay, because I'm a finite being. I'm, I am limited, but my thoughts are not. Because the moment I think it, it is already mine. You're just getting what you burn for, which is normally poverty. So, of course, I'm going to burn what's holding me back from getting what I want. Now, we're not talking about disrespect or, you know, disgraceful things or distasteful things. We're saying, I don't need this no more. Forget this security. Bring on the next thing that I desire. I think that has to go with our subconscious thinking because we were always taught, don't burn any bridges. Yeah, by poor people. Name me the millionaires that told you don't burn bridges. The billionaires. The six billion, six figure anaires. The people living their dreams anaires. Yeah. Poor people told you that. And you got their harvest. See, the problem with advice is I got you. The problem with advice is it's, it's free. And people love to sling it around. It's free. Take this here poverty advice. It worked for me. Yeah, it worked for me because I have a low standard. Go ahead, sir. You had a question? Oh, okay, okay. So, okay, so let's, let's go back to where he just read. Edward C. Barnes got it because he said, this is my business partner. He didn't say he's going to be. See that? He didn't say, well, if I play my cards right. Come on, this is the language you guys talk to yourself. He didn't say, as long as I do right, I'm a... He said, this is it. Go, come on, you gotta, you, you, you're okay. talking, but you, you're not adding value, you're whispering. There you go. That's how, that's how I got my internship. Okay. Years ago, I kept telling myself, I'm going to get mentored in this Alright, you were willing to die for it. Yeah, I was like, this is, um, somebody's going to mention me. I'm going to learn about this business. No doubt. And if it didn't come, dress how I wanted it dressed. No, 
It never will. But I got the information that I need. So let's, let's talk about that. Okay, so for those who don't know, she was willing to die for an internship with Beyonce's dad. And since we're here in Houston, Texas area, okay? And she got it. She got it. She, she got it, and she knocked it out the park. And she has a wonderful reputation with the Knowles family. This is a clap for her. That, that actually happened. That's real life. That's real life. That's real life. That's real life. Now, check this out. No, that's real life. You did that. Because you were willing to die for it. Make sense? All right. Now, let's, 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 see if we can, let's see if we can do it this way. Yes, yes. Let all these light bulbs go off, okay? So you got it because you were willing to die for it and you have it. However, there's no, and it's not a bad however, you got it in your mind first. And it happened out here in the reality. So which one is real? What happened to my mom? I used to picture myself sitting at his desk talking to him in just a, a, a just a flow conversation. I used to picture myself getting phone calls from him, him just saying, hey, you know, let's discuss this and that. I used to picture that. I used to picture myself walking with him. And there were two occasions where he said, hey, come with me. Let's go do this real quick. Okay. And and the, yeah, and the last time that happened, I was standing next to him as a business associate and not as a specific little girl I was when I met him. Okay. And I know for sure that all those conversations actually happen in real life. Yes. Okay. Do. So let's clap for her. Let's give her a props. Come on. Yay. Yes, sir. Okay. So Use the mic. Use the mic. Okay. So equation. Okay. So. Victorious attitude plus your imagination equals a burning desire. Okay, let's see. Let's see if I can. A victorious attitude plus imagination equals a burning desire. Okay, I can go with that. Let's just say the victorious attitude equals what you need to have a burning desire. A victorious attitude plus an imagination directed towards a goal equals the burning desire that will serve you. I just totally made it up as I went. <laughs> right. So that was the punchline. So a victorious, he's drawing, that, that's actually a book, Victorious Attitude. A victorious attitude is the ingredients you need to have a burning desire for the good. The truth is, you, most of you have burning desires for poverty. Period. That is a fact. Whether you like it or not, that is how you've been doing thus far and everybody else. And we can prove that scientifically. Now, when you take a victorious attitude plus your imagination and you take that imagination with that attitude and set it on something you desire, then you manifest what serves you. A burning desire is just something that you are, something you want. So I'm glad you said that. Let's talk about it. All right. So here's what you've learned thus far. So. Think and Grow Rich has 13 principles. You haven't, and the new version is 14, but it's not 14. But if you want to say 14, 
you got to put the power of thought first. It's not really a principle. It is the introduction to the principles. But what you've learned thus far is the power of thought. And the first of these 13 principles is burning desire. Got it. Mm -hmm. So we need to talk about what is a burning desire. Go ahead. I'm going to guide you through it. A burning desire is. Because that was our question. A burning desire is a. Uh, Use the mic just in case they can't eat. A burning desire. Right, to, to define it in a way that you get a real in-depth understanding would be your passion. Something that you're willing to die for to do, even if you don't get paid to do it. Okay, that's fair. I'm not going to disagree with that. Who else got something? I do. Okay, go ahead. Um, on the first page of the chapter, okay. it says, um, he, it was talking, it goes from where Deanna started, and it says that he was going to Mr. Edison for an opportunity to carry out, and here's the definition, the one consuming obsession of his life, a burning desire to become what he wanted to become. It is not a hope. It is not a wish. It was a keen, pulsating desire which transcended everything else. It was definite. That's on the first Facts, 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 facts on top of facts, on top of facts. On top of facts. And I think I underlined it because a lot of times we can get stuck in as I'm trying to really yep. hone in on what my one keen desire. Well, I wish this and man, I hope this, but that's not a burning. Nope. That's not a burning desire. Nope. You know, so I have to dismiss it and use that to keep moving forward. Okay, but what else? That's right. At the end of this journey that you're going through with all these adjectives. What is the consuming obsession of my life? Now, what? That's right. Now, watch this here. Who in here is willing to be transparent and say what you have been consuming, burning for since you've just been in this class, in this class, in this class? Since not, not like I'm sorry, that's my fault. Not the totality of this class. Today, for the last 36 minutes. Yeah, because what, what I want to show you is you're burning every moment of your life. That's not, I'm not going to disagree with it. I, I have no right. Listen, listen, let's put it in book terms. You may look like a tramp, but your thoughts are a king. So I have no right to tell you that you want to pastor is not your burning desire. You understand what I'm saying? And neither do I have the power to stop you from pastoring. Let's talk about it. See, you guys keep getting caught up in the power of man when the power of man has nothing to do with the power of your burning desire. When you can we read that for me again, Shannon, can you read all those adjectives? No, 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 no. I want her to read those because she read those adjectives with fire. That I'm assuming she got that underlined and highlighted and starred in her book because she had some energy when she read it. So read all those adjectives with those commas about what a burning desire is. It says that his desire, the one consuming obsession of his life, a burning desire to become the business associate of the great inventor. 
Barnes's desire was not a hope. It was not a wish. It was a keen, pulsating desire to transcend everything else, which transcended everything else. It was definite. Did y'all get that? The desire, the desire was not new. When he approached Edison. No, it can't be new. It wasn't new. Let, let, let him talk. Let him talk. In his mind. He it, knew what he was going to that man for. He ain't had no plan B. It wasn't, well, if this don't pan out, I'm going to go work at Best Buy. He knew exactly what he wanted, and he wasn't leaving there unless they put him in a cast. Boom! Like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait, because we, I got you. But we have a tendency. When you're not open and receiving, you're burning for something. That is not serving you. Because, watch it, you can't be a pastor if every moment isn't important. You can't be an intern. Whatever you're burning for, this moment gets you there. But, but let me tell you, that's not what we do. You burn for poverty so much that when someone introduces you shakes your hand, I mean, introduces themselves and shakes their hand, you forget their name the moment you let go of their hand. But you're saying you want to be rich. Does that make sense? You can't have both. You cannot forget people's name and desire to burn to be rich. Not okay. Those two things are not on the same road. Make sense? So she said something very important, and I want everybody to hear it. That thought been there. Now let's push it to him. And before you ask your question, when did you, well, before you say your comment, I'm going to throw you alley-oop. Okay. I'm going to throw you, she just threw an alley. This is, this is a double alley. She said that thought been there. He was going to die before he left, okay? So she threw the alley. Now I'm Harlem Globetrotters. I jump, I fooled the crowd like I'm finna dunk it. Not finna dunk it, I'm finna throw you an alley. It's NBA jams, you understand what I'm saying? Here it is. She threw it, I'm throwing it. Did you just start burning the pastor today? No. You didn't slam it. <laughs> see, see, you can't, you can't burn calmly. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying you got to be all loud and stuff. But your man, see, see, see. Okay, my my tooth hurt. Listen, you, are you gonna pass it when your tooth hurt? Oh, okay then. So you can't say. You understand what I'm saying? You you can't say my tooth hurt. That's why I ain't have no energy when I was set up for the stage to claim publicly what I am going to be. Did y'all, did y'all hear the way he claimed what he's supposedly burning for? Yeah. What? I wouldn't hire you if you paid me to. I'm looking for the one that says, yes, absolutely. You ain't got to be loud. Just when you say something, I feel like you hit me with energy. Does that make sense? Nobody's hiring somebody with no energy. Okay. So people, uh, up to this point, you, they, you pay me to publicly speak. $7,500. Okay, does it make sense? Now watch this here. What kind of sense does it make 
that I go out there and you pay me $7,500 to motivate your people and I walk in there at the same vibration as your people. You ain't getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? That makes no sense. If you paying me, I ought to have more to offer than your janitor. What? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And your best leader. Because you could have had your best leader talk. You paid me. Make sense? All right, so throw this alley again, okay? We gonna we gonna train we training y'all. I'm doing this because I'm about to I'm about to let you make a comment and I'm about to set up what I'm about to finish what Shannon left off on the burning desire, okay? She threw the alley. He ain't negotiate, and he didn't just come up with that idea because it was a trendy thing to do. He been burning for that desire. They go to alley. And he was going to die for it. Sir, did you just start feeling like you was going to pastor today? There it is. There you go. Clap for him. There you go. Clap for him. All right. I'll leave it except hell no. That's okay. Does that make sense, though? All right. There we go. There we go. Now go. Make your comment. I want to read this paragraph. It's kind of what Shannon was talking about. The first sentence on page 20. But I'm, I mean, on, on page 19, but I'm on page 20, I'll read that. The whole paragraph, actually. Okay. Because it says, Barnes succeeded because he chose a definite goal and placed all his energy, all his willpower, and all his effort into achieving that goal. Okay. So watch this here. You want a pastor. I know it. You met me or been working with me for about a year now, almost. Well, probably, probably a year now. Longer now? Are we over a year? Great. Okay. It sure is. It sure is over a year. It sure is. I remember now. Okay. Number two. Almost two. Great. All right. So watch this here. When you first came to me, you was, air quotes, burning the pastor. Were you putting in the work? Okay. Read your paragraph again. I got you. I understand you got it. Read your paragraph again about how. Uh, 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 uh. Read the side effects. Right. Of a burning desire. Choose a definite goal. Place all his energy, all his willpower, and all his effort into achieving that goal. All. Energy, effort, and willpower. Even when his tooth hurt. Even when he worked out at five in the morning. Even when he was mad. Even when he was sad. Even when anybody say happy birthday. Does this make sense? If you burn, your external circumstances have nothing to do with your willpower, effort, or energy. Oh, we're going to talk about it today. So when you hear me say, and I'm going to die for it. Or when you mad at me and you going off of me and I still sit there and be like, okay. I'm still going to treat you good. I'm still still not going to be mad at you. And that just burns you up even more. My burning desire is to be the greatest leader in the world. And guess who can't be the greatest leader while cutting you at the knees? Somebody who always mad. Somebody who's easily 
I'd be doggone if the only time you say something good about me is at my funeral. I'm going to earn your respect. Does that make sense? Because that's my burning desire. Make sense? I now have a new, and it ain't new. It's like nine years new. Since 2008 new. Burning desire to be the greatest public speaker of all time. Ask me how many seminars I got written today. 48. How many keynotes do I have written today? Over 500. Bunch. And I haven't spoken all those. That ain't got nothing to do with my effort, my energy, and my willpower. Because at some point, you're going to put that blue check by my name. And I don't care nothing about that blue check. But I ain't done after that blue check. Go ahead. No, actually, let me, let me, let me get here first. Okay, so hold on, stop. Let me get him first in. Does the burning desire change? Okay, let me get you first. <laughs> the answer to the question is yes. But there's some conditions on that. Okay, I got you. I got you too. Well, I went back to you. I mean, I came right back to her so she could read it because she's going to add value to your question. The, the rest of that paragraph said he did not become the partner of Edison the day he arrived. Okay. He was content to start in the most meaningful work as long as it provided an opportunity to take even one step towards his church goal. And then the note that I wrote is be content with the day-to-day activity and see it as a step closer to your desired destination. Alright, so that's I say two things about that. The promise is more important. I mean the process is more important than the promise. That's what I say. And then I always tell you guys, you have to be the lawyer. Before you become the lawyer. Make sense? That's what I always say. You can't become a lawyer when you pass the bar. Oprah was Oprah before she became Oprah. All right, let's get Shannon's question real quick or comment, and then I'll answer yours. Okay. Go ahead. So I'm going to talk kind of fast because they're getting ready to start playing and singing. But I can listen after you finish. Okay. Um, it kind of goes into what Brian was saying. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, we'll get you just fine. Um, about the burning desire changing because when you asked what the burning desire was for the first for the 30 minutes of this class my burning desire was to stay open and not be dismissive like that is really what burns on the inside of me right now is to not be dismissive and be open because if I don't do that then I won't find out what my true burning desire is so I think it kind of does change because you realize things you have to do before it'll even become, you know, I can't even get to it if I'm not open. That's right. So my burning desire was to not be dismissed. That's right. That's right. Okay. So she's in that first side. Let's clap for her because that's a good burning desire. And she's like in like vacation Bible school right now. That's why you heard the organ in the background and stuff. And she's still listening and tuning into the class. Yes, your burning desire will change. As you change, it will change. That is not to say that you get to be indecisive. That's saying you get to be evolutionary, evolving. 
Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That means as you get a conscious, so does your burning desire. As you walk on two feet from all fours, so does your burning desire. As you build a skyscraper, so does your burning desire. As your lid raises, you stop trying to protect your family, you start trying to protect your city. Then protect your country. Then protect the world. Does that make sense? As you get higher, your burning desire will serve more people. So yes, it will change. Okay, I, I, I got you too. Okay, well, I'll let you comment on it anyway, just in case. No, okay, so you, let, let's go. Let's go with your comment, and we're going to... Well, is that like... Use the mic for me. Would an example of that be like with one red shoe in my community versus one red shoe statewide, one red shoe nationwide? Right. Watch this here. Before your nonprofit was one red shoe, you had on one red shoe, yeah. and that was your burning desire. Oh, no, don't miss that. Yeah. Your burning desire was unselfishly selfish. I'm going to save me. Then as you saved you, your burning desire became, I'm going to save my friends. Then as you saved a few of them, your burning desire became, I'm going to create a better system to serve people like my friends. Right? Then... As you got to that point, your burning desire became, I got to make this legal. So I need to have a burning desire to get on tax code. I'm not going to do anything else to it's a registered nonprofit. Now I need to hire some staff. I'm not going to do anything else until I create a budget. And you get it? Your burning desire will change. That's not going to stop the fact that this one red shoe, your nonprofit, it is to say as you grow, how you burn will serve more people. Even if it only even if it serves you. Go ahead. So wouldn't that be accurate in saying that it's evolving and not changing? That's why I say evolutionary. Right. Yes. Right, right. So 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 okay, let's say you Well evolution is change. Okay. It is just a change that is natural, respectable, and sustainable. Indecisiveness is also change that is not natural, that is not respectable, and that is unsustainable. Indecisive? In, yes, indecision. Evolution says, man, me, Tarzan. Now you computer programming. That's some good change. You know what I'm saying? You, you was like, when you were a caveman, you didn't have toilet paper. In the 21st century, you won't have a girlfriend if you don't own toilet paper. <laughs> Does that make sense? You, you be as cool as you want to not have no toilet paper and see how long you stay in a relationship. Oh, no, baby, I don't use toilet paper. I don't do all that. <laughs> so that kind of evolution... Running water isn't natural, not unless it's in a stream, but we harnessed it through the evolution of our minds and made running water. We started with the Romans, you know, aqueducts and stuff. And now in the late 20th century, 
or the, excuse me, the early, when the late 19th century and early 20th century, we made things like running water for city cities and a little water towers and stuff and emerging, you know, all that stuff. Now you can't live without it. Then you know, food around and evolved to consumerism. Now you can't drink tap water no more. It's just bottled water. That's, that may not be a good thing. You understand what I'm saying? But my point is evolution is good. And decisiveness is poverty. So when your burning desire evolves, good. When your burning desire shifts because you don't know what you want, bang. This is when you got to take the advice of Shannon. Shannon just literally nailed it. I don't know what I want. So my burning desire is to be open until I fall and receive what I'm supposed to have. Wisdom. Go ahead. You made the statement about uh, Shannon saying to be open. Uh huh. I wanted to read. It's on the, it starts on the bottom of page 30. Okay. And it ends on 31. It says, There is a difference between wishing for a thing and being ready to receive it. Yes. No one is ready for a thing until he believes he can acquire it. The state of mind must be believed, not mere hope or wish. Open-minded is an essential for belief. Closed minds do not inspire faith, courage, or belief. All right, so let's talk about it. She, that, that is a great, talk about that. This is, <coughs> and specifically talk about the difference between wish and desire. And then somebody be transparent. Go ahead. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm going back to my internship because that's the only thing I have that is my proof. That, but, yeah. So prior to me starting my mentor, my mentee role with you. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to be mentored. Yeah, by, by Mr. Knowles. Yeah, I wanted to meet him. Yeah, I wanted him to teach me. But at that time, I wasn't ready to receive it because I wasn't in an open-minded role. I, was, I wasn't open to receive, so I wasn't ready to receive it. I wasn't in a position to receive it. My awareness level was too low for it. I, my vibration level was too low for it. So when I read that part, I'm like, that's when I actually understood what actually happened at that time. All right. So <clears throat> let me now. She's gonna, well. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cause I'm gonna have to address something. And I'm, I'm gonna have to hurt some feelings. Cause I, 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 I was gonna say, cause you said explain the difference between wish and a burning desire, and I, I would say a wish is just a mere thought. Uh, That's fine. Nine times out of ten, you kill it with something negative. But you kill it with a but. I can't. A uh, but is not gonna happen. A burning desire. You're gonna take time out to do whatever it takes. To get that goal accomplished. No matter who feels it hurt, no matter what kind of relationships you lose, that don't matter. The only thing that matters is you get that person desire. Like, okay. I used to wish that I was had money. I used to wish I was rich. I used to wish I was big time drug dealer. I used to wish, you know, I, I had three slabs. You know, three cars. I used to wish, but 
I never did nothing to obtain none of it. Fair enough. So that wish was just a <clears throat> because I wanted something somebody else had. I didn't want something that I was burning on the inside for. Okay. The greatest desire is not looking at Tony and say I want to be a motivational speaker because I see Tony doing good. That, that, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. That, that, that might, well, I wish I could be as good as Tony, <clears throat> but I'm not as good as Tony. Makes sense. But if that was a burning desire, guess what? I'd probably be putting as much work or even more work than Tony. That's right. That's right. How many of you, who in here outworks me? How many of you know somebody who outworks me? As a motivational speaker? Good, good point. Good point. As a motivational speaker, or let's... And business CEO, personally. Because that those would be the two things that I am. No, no, you, you nailed it. You hit the nail on the head. Because you're going to outwork me as a nurse. I mean... <laughs> you're absolutely going to outwork me as a nurse. He does. Or the other infinite possible. So keep going. Now, I mean, I'm just saying based off motivational speaker-wise, I work in somebody. Yes, you. I work everybody that I know that 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 do speak. No doubt. You know, cause you, you know, for for example, okay, you you have the burning desire to be a motivational speaker. So it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna stay up all night and do what I need to do in order to become that. Well, to see that. Versus people that I know that are motivational speakers, they ain't staying up all night. They not, they not staying up reading the books. They not staying up to improve their crowd. Yeah. They not staying up to say, well, I need to train my people to to become a motivational speaker. Right. That's what they would like to do. They, they see me take themselves. So therefore, because I have a burning desire, I need to show them how to have That's right. a burning desire. That's right. Great point. But you're going to outwork me in landscaping. Right. And then you go back to school for nursing, you're going to outwork me. <laughs> I don't burn for that. <laughs> you're going to run laps around me per minute. Does that make sense? Yeah. See, this isn't... Okay, so let me, let, let me hurt some feelings. She, she said something here. <clears throat> I wish that I can give everyone self-awareness. I cannot, but I wish I could. I wish, I wish that I could. If you are not, Shannon said open, you said open. If you are not open you, and you say you want this, you're a liar. You are a liar. Doesn't matter if you don't like the way I said it. You are a liar. If you are arrogant, if you are not open, open and have a burn desire to be open, you are a liar. You don't want that thing. You wish that thing. You convince yourself or you don't have the intelligence enough or the awareness enough to know wishing is not burning a burning desire. Watch. Too many people tell me I've tried everything. That is a lie. You have not tried everything 
Because if you did, you would have what you want. In order for you to say that I've tried everything and you still don't have it, you're saying your God doesn't exist, if that's what you're going to believe. If you're going to believe in God, God don't exist because you're saying, I tried everything and God is too weak to give it to me. That's you. That's right. You might have to handle your faith like that. Or if you don't believe in God, you have to say, I tried everything, but the, the universe is too small to give me what I want. You haven't tried everything. You're a liar. If you're burnt, if you claiming to want something, some goal. And every time I talk to you or some book comes to you or some YouTube channel comes to you and you don't receive it, you're a liar. And since you're a liar, you're not burning for what you want. You're burning for poverty. Why? Because there's only prosperity and there is poverty. There's no in between. <clears throat> that is it. Go ahead. No, use the mic. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> go ahead. Like scripture came to the use the mic. Okay, so since, since you love your Jesus, let me help you out. The man or the, the, the man slash man God, right? All God, all man in, in your theology. He, he said don't be lukewarm. He literally said it is better for you to be hot or cold. He didn't say it's better to be hot and not to be cold. He literally said it's better to be hot or cold than to be lukewarm. That, by conservative observation, tells me that your God respects losers more than he respects people who are losing, who decide not to admit that they're losing. Your God... <clears throat> respects sociopaths and psychopaths and murderers who are trying to be the best murderer alive than you making excuses for your downfall and your faults. Because even they, well, yeah, I, I murdered them. I was trying to get caught. By the time you caught me. Why did you do it? I want to be famous. I'm mean, serious. This is just, just I want to be famous. And then, and then you, they ask you why you did it. I ain't do that. And then there we go. Now we got to lie for 13 days about how I got you on camera and then how you, you stole these boxes. You like Craig. You got fired on your day off Friday. You understand? Right? If you. If you can tell me every way how not to get something, you're poor. You're poverty conscious. If you can tell me all the excuses, or if you cannot be open, you are a liar and you're wishing. You're not burning. Those are facts. And I didn't make that up. And you don't have to like it coming out of my mouth. And guess what? Those of you who are not open won't like it coming out of my mouth and you're going to blame me and my arrogance and, and you're going to take my charisma and take it into arrogance and you're going to say, well, he doesn't have any empathy and you're going to blame me for why you're offended. 
I can never, you, I cannot offend you until you give me permission to. It's all facts. It ain't going nowhere. It's not going nowhere. You ain't got to like it. But that's the way it is. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. And I feel like we only get offended because it challenges our poverty mindset. Boom. And we try to stay comfortable. Okay, so she's, she's sneaking in church. She's like, I feel like, right? <laughs> Listen to what she said. I feel like we only get offended because it cha- challenges our poverty mindset and we want to be comfortable. Does anybody disagree with that? There's no way to disagree with that. That is a 600-foot home run that she just hit. The reason why you get angry and offended is because you are too cowardly to own up to your stench. Since you don't want to take a bath, you got to point out to other people I didn't shave. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. And it, and it, it is, it's, it's, it's disgusting. So let's break this down. Let's go to page 21. I am going to break. Go ahead. No, oh, I can't hear you. We ain't got the microphone. <clears throat> a burning desire is very uncomfortable. Okay. That's fair. A burning desire is very uncomfortable. Those people who have a wealth mindset enjoy being uncomfortable for prosperity. Right, so Deanna, so Deanna told me today after we working out, right? Because we work out as a team, we're working out, and she told me today, but I like the pain. And I said some people actually get addicted to the pain of working out, and they become those people who transform their bodies. I'm not saying you have to get addicted to it. Yeah, yeah, seriously, that is uncomfortable. There's nothing comfortable about walking up stairs on leg day. Let me hear. Um, it starts off. You use the mic because Shannon's got like a church in the background. What you saying um, sounds like it coincides on page 27 at the bottom where it starts, the world is filled with. Mm-hmm. I had started highlighting at where it say a burning desire to be and to do is the starting point from which the dreamer must take off. And if you keep reading, yep. it, it tells about that all who succeed in life get off to a bad start and pass through many heartbreaking struggles before they arrive. So in the midst of her working out, she had to go through a bad point, which was the pain. That's right. And because she, had to, because she went through that pain, That's right. she able to look... You know, that's right. Get the size that she wants, the, the you know, the that's body right. that she desires. <clears throat> that's absolutely right. So in order for her to succeed what she desired health wise, she gotta go through the pain in order to get That's right. And like she said, when I thought it was part of Napoleon Hill sticky girl rich, you don't start off looking like your destiny. Right. People people won't work out but hate their body. But only you made your body look like the body you hate. Because they don't want to 
go in the gym because they're too big or they feel like they, they're uncomfortable going into the gym thinking people are going to look at them. But look, watch what these people say. Yeah, but, I mean, he don't want to change his diet, so I got to eat. It's the holiday times coming up, so I'm a gang. It's everybody's fault but theirs. So let's talk about the power of decision real quick before I go to page 21. Okay, it's my it's, so her birthday is three days from now. It's my birthday. I'm for to eat, right? It's, the weekend. it's my birthday. I'm for to drink, and then I die of alcohol poison because I took that too far. I had a burning desire to die. That's what it is. So let's talk about the power of decisions. The reason why you don't live in a body that you love is because you made a decision to be there. But stop looking at a decision as a one-time thing. The things that change your life are not the major decisions. They're all those little decisions you make every minute. The power of your life is not in what degree am I going to get? That did not change your life. It was every minute you lived up to that point. You're making the most important decisions of your life every second. And all those little seconds, those decisions add up to the body you don't like. Make sense? Mm-hmm. All right. So let's break this down. Someone, someone, because I think Shannon had to go, who has a phone that you can record the next thing? I, I'm already recording, but. She said she was coming after it was over. Oh, she did? Okay, then. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come. Okay, then, so we're, we're, I'm a, let's not go to page 21. Let's keep talking. <clears throat> Actually, let, let me do this here. So let's. So principle number one is burning desire. Okay, just remind me to come back to page 21. I have to come back to page 21. That is, that is everybody needs to just text her and tell her to come to the front. I have to come through. The front's locked. She unlocked it when she saw you. Okay, here we go. Oh. Yes. I, I don't know if I'm going too far. Well, I'm, I'm going to go too far. Use the mic. I can't, I can't hear you. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go too far, but uh, the speed of burning desire. And I want to talk about, I want to talk about the kid with no ears. Okay. Oh, yeah. Is that in chapter two? Yes, yeah, it's the end. Yeah, I want to talk about the kid with no ears. That's the son. I know. I know. Oh, you know, I know. I, I totally know. Okay. <laughs> So let's let, let's talk about it. That's and the daddy yeah. is designed. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let's end there. Okay. We we're coming back to you. Okay. Since I know you'll keep me at eight forty, I need you to come back to him about this kid. So listen, get there, mark it in your book. We gotta talk about it. It's one of the most powerful things in this book. Like he developed a new way to hear. <laughs> okay, but well we got, we got, okay, okay. And, and they use it today in, in, in medical field, okay? So we're gonna come back to that. That's so powerful that we need to end class on that note, okay? So, principle number one, write this down. Everybody should be taking notes. Everybody, I don't, write this in your book, find a blank page. Every word I'm about to say, shorthanded, I'm giving you my notes from nine years. Principle number one, burning desire. That's principle number one. That means everything starts with an idea. There you go. Thank you. 
everything starts with an idea. Thoughts, ideas, and organized plans. So jazz is writing by recording. That's the same thing. If you're not a note taker, you don't have to take notes. I expect you to do you. Everything starts with an idea. Thoughts, ideas, organized plans. Thoughts are things. In fact, I'll do you all a favor. So everybody stay in tune with me. Who must write notes to understand? You, all three of you. You too? Okay, so but you're going to do that when you with the recording. Yeah, like so you do the same thing. You 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 being smart. Yeah, well, I do that, but I normally record you so. Okay. What about you? Do you need to write notes to understand? All right, hit that light on for me the other one. All right. So then we'll keep doing the way I'm doing it then. <clears throat> Have the self-awareness to know that people need to be themselves. Okay? All right. Yeah, yeah, that, that wasn't part of the script, but that was important. By controlling your mind, you control your destiny. <clears throat> I got this bolded in my notes. It's a long sentence. Let people be people? No, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. What's let people, always let people be themselves. Yeah. And then I said after that, I got you. By controlling your mind, you control your destiny. This is all underneath number one. All this, every single thing. In fact, we're only going to go under, I'm not talking about nothing else. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you had a question. Dion. Oh, no, I was asking you to repeat it, but you did. You said, by controlling your mind, you control your destiny. Yes. By controlling your mind, you control your destiny. Okay? So hand me that microphone so I can talk while she's running around chasing the kid. That way she'll be able to hear me. No matter where you go, you'll be able to hear me now no matter where you go. Okay? Everybody gets it. So, burn all your bridges, never retreat, never go back. These are my notes from this book. Nine years. Burn all your bridges, never retreat, never go back. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot the, okay, yeah, let's do that. No, I skipped two of them because I skipped I skipped one and once. I said I have this bolded in my notes, but I never read it. So, everybody got that? Burn all your bridges, never retreat, never go back? Okay, here's what I have bolded in my notes. It's a long sentence. Paraphrase it if you want. If you know what you want, and if you want it strongly enough, I'll pause. I'll repeat. If you know what you want, and if you want it strong enough, To muster the kind of persistence that simply cannot be stopped. If you know what you want, and if you want it strongly enough, to muster the kind of persistence that simp muster, yeah, like, like, yeah. Yeah, M-U-S-T-R. To muster the kind of persistence that simply cannot be stopped, you will most certainly achieve it. Persistence that cannot be stopped. You will 
most certainly achieve it. I like the end. Okay, did you get it? Did you get it? Can, can you repeat it one more time? Okay, no problem. I will repeat this 50 times if I need to, all of it. <clears throat> if you know what you want, and if you want it strongly enough to muster the kind of persistence that simply cannot be stopped, you will most certainly achieve it. These are my notes after nine years, and it's a lot of them. And yes, sir. At the writing, isn't you the only one that can stop you? That's right. That's the universal law. That means if I have it out for you, I can't stop you. Right. But that's not what y'all think. Man, he trying to get me fired. The man won't let me make it. Okay? So let me repeat this sentence so you can hear it in one cohesive line. But it's on your recording as well, though. If you know what you want and you want it strongly enough to muster the kind of persistence that simply cannot be stopped, you will most certainly achieve it. All right? You must firmly establish in your mind... Underline the next word exactly what you want. You must firmly establish in your mind exactly what you want. Did everybody get that? Exactly what you want. Okay, so since she just walked in, I'm going to repeat all of this. This is my notes from nine years. And so I'm going to repeat it. So you get to reinforce it and she get to write it down. That's a, that's, that is the universe at work. Like vacation Bible school happened so you can get it and so she can write it down. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That is everything is connected. It's called entanglement in quantum physics. All right. Note number one. This is all in the principle of, I mean, first principle, brand desire. Everything begins with an idea. Thoughts, ideas, and organized plans. Now, if, if you're recording, you can bring it here. Is that how you're taking notes or are you writing? I'm recording. Oh, give me. Oh, okay. Oh, well, well if, 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 I'm sure, I'm sure you can hear me there. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, no problem. In fact, I told them however you take your notes if you need to, yeah okay now no problem no problem like the important thing is for you to be you okay so i will repeat them all so you can have them all and it'd be reinforcement for all of you okay everything begins with an idea thoughts ideas and organized plans thoughts are things incredibly powerful things uh-oh i skipped that one I just said thoughts are things. All right. So thoughts are things. All right. So let me just explain. So right thoughts are things. Here's the definition. Or here's more of that. Incredibly powerful things when mixed with definiteness. Incredibly powerful things when mixed with definiteness of purpose. Incredibly powerful things would mix with definiteness of purpose, persistence, 
and a burning desire. Thoughts are things, incredibly powerful things when mixed with definiteness of purpose, persistence, and a burning desire for and a burning desire for their translation into riches. That means if you have a definite of purpose, persistent in the burning desires, whatever you're thinking will translate into riches. Even if you want to be the greatest criminal in the world. Yes. Oh, okay, yes. Desire for their translation into riches. No problem. No, no, no. This is, listen, we came here. First, like, I got two weeks on this one topic. We ain't in no rush. Purpose persistent. Purpose persistent. Repeat the whole thing one more time. Sure, no problem. I'm going to repeat the B part of it first, and then I'm going to go back and repeat the whole thing. Okay? Okay, everybody should be open. You shouldn't have no, should be no attitudes, no will. Thoughts or things, oh, well, let me repeat the B part. Persistence and burning desire for their translation into riches. That was the B part, because somebody asked here. Okay, now let me repeat the whole thing so everybody can get it. Thoughts or things. Incredibly powerful things when mixed with definiteness of purpose. Incredibly powerful things when mixed with definiteness of purpose. And a burning desire for their translation into riches. That starts our things. When you think it, it will translate into riches. Please know a field full of poison is a rich field full of poison. All right. By did you get it? <laughs> yes, sir. Did you get it? I can repeat it. It's, it's okay. okay. By controlling your mind, you control your destiny. And then the long sentence after that was, if you know what you want, and if you want it strongly enough to muster the kind of persistence that simply cannot be stopped, you will most certainly achieve it. You picked up on that on your own. When you said... I think the secret is being with it. That's it. Okay. I'm not saying it's a secret, but that's that sentence. If you know what you want and you're willing to have enough strength to muster it up, the kind of persistence that simply keep it going and would not be stopped, you will most certainly achieve it. That means Thomas Edison would not stop inventing the light bulb until the light bulb was in his hand, even if it took 2,000 times. Right. 10,000 times. Thank you. You must firmly establish in your mind, underline, exactly what you want. One of my favorite ones, burn all bridges. Never retreat. Never go back. Ever. Ever. All right. New information. New information. Do not be afraid of mistakes. This is so heartbreaking for some people. Do not be afraid of mistakes. The only people who don't make mistakes are those who never try anything. 
Yes. So from year one, that thought is probably the one that has I've carried over to year two to where now when I blunder, the only reason why I can say that I have stopped quitting at things that my mind opposes is that me shutting down on a thought or on a situation or a conversation, that's not a mistake. That's an opportunity for growth. And that's because on my desk, and it, it goes back to writing things down on my desk, I have this huge eraser. And on it, it says, for really big mistakes. <laughs> and I, I, I took a Sharpie and I wrote through the whole statement. And in my Sharpie, I wrote, there are no mistakes. That's right. And I have to constantly tell myself, Shannon doesn't make mistakes. She makes decisions. And some of those decisions causes her to have to grow through pain. Ooh, you know, come on, look at when you look at that as a mistake, a <laughs> okay, go ahead. you can't be afraid to mess up. Yeah. You're going to mess up. Tito I'm sure Barnes messed up. Boy. You know what? It took him five years to get what he got there for. But even through his mess ups, Edison still saw an associate. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Because what was in that man's mind, he brought Edison to his frequency. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's because correct. he kept in his mind, don't matter what happens. It kind of reminds me of like David in the Bible, how he knew that he loved God through all the mistakes he made. And God saw what David held in his mind. I love the Lord. I am a servant of God. I, yeah, I'm going to sleep with this woman. Yeah, I'm going to kill her husband. Yeah, I'm going to do all of that. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be remembered for being a man after God's own heart. So he drew God into his yes. Because you can't be afraid to mess up. Nah, it ain't go out there and just do it all willy-nilly like I'm just going to mess up all day, every day. But as long as you're working toward what you're holding in your mind, if you make a mistake, don't be scared. That's right. Don't look at it at there. I, I, I see it in my mind. My eraser with sharpie marks. There are no mistakes. Where is the growth? That's How right. does this fit into what you are holding in your mind? But if you're not careful, you look at it as a mistake and it's like, man, I don't know what I'm doing. I ain't supposed to be doing this, man. F this. You know, it's, it's like that. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. do not be a, afraid of mistakes. It's something that has resonated because that was always my fault. Like, okay, I messed up. I might as well roll in it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So watch this here. When you were afraid to make mistakes, how often did you try? <laughs> okay, you can't see her face, but I just, try. I just crafty at hiding my mistakes. <laughs> like, okay, I'm gonna just do this. It's gonna control me, so I'm gonna just try to hide it. You know, I'm gonna try to be sneaky and still do it because that's comfortable for me. It's comfortable for me not to mess up because then I don't have to achieve my potential. I don't, which is what I'm really scared of. Yeah. What I'm, really, what I'm really like, I can't touch that because I'm not holding it up here. That's right. The only, when you're afraid to make mistakes, the only thing you burn for is not perfection. It's not trying. Yeah. That's what you burn for. The reason why people, the reason why people are perfectionists, I'm a perfectionist, because I don't try. And when I do try, I wait a very long time. And I control everything about every situation. And I am a career person with friction in every last relationship that I had. 
because I value not making mistakes over people. Let that sit in. Wait, wait. I've been dropping. I just <laughs> dropped a bomb that was lesser explosive than the bomb she just dropped. Go ahead. I'm just trying to receive what you just said. I Chew on it. Talk it out, even yeah. if it sounds silly. You said I, I You value not making yeah. mistakes more oh, than you value. Yeah. Go ahead. Keep talk it out. Talk it out until it until it makes sense to you. You value. You value not making mistakes over people. Don't get lower in the mic. Use your voice. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Talk it out. Somebody else needs yeah. to hear it. Okay, so my company did not become prosperous until you helped me. The reason being for that is I didn't want to make mistakes, so I didn't take chances for my clients. And every time a client asked me to do something, I cringed at the thought of doing something outside of that because I didn't want to make a mistake. Knowing that me doing that for them, that's my job. And me doing that for them will further their career. So did you, so what you just said, this, this is what I got to get you guys to, to stop doing, okay? And I'm not picking on you. You're not being as aware as you can be. You said, I didn't take chances because I didn't want to make mistakes. Is it just that you didn't take chances or was it something different? I didn't want to make mistakes, so I didn't do it. The, okay, so see what you just said. I didn't even have to tell you. See, we, I didn't take chances. No, you didn't do nothing. Because I didn't want to make mistakes. So you didn't do nothing. Right, I didn't do nothing. Double I negative, didn't right? She didn't do anything. But with the way you said it at first was, I didn't take chances. So you're, that means, well, I gave effort, but I didn't take too much. No, no, no. We got to be self-aware. Since I was afraid to make mistakes, I was paralyzed. Yep. So when you said, what you just said, I, I, that was me. I literally value not making mistakes over people. Now, how many times have, wow, okay, good job. Let's clap for her. <laughs> Stop my whole city, right? How many of you, I got you, how many of you have literally, don't, don't cut off. How many of you have literally stopped moving forward but claim out loud you trying? <laughs> you get it? That's, it's, no doubt, it's everybody. It's definitely everybody in poverty. Go ahead. Uh, what I was going to say was, uh, hey, you mess me up. Uh, what was I about to say? Oh, what I was about to say was, we don't try for two reasons. Me. Well, I ain't going to say me. Me. I didn't try because I was not only afraid of failure, but I was also afraid of succeeding. That's true. And I was afraid of the successor that I could have been if I would have put for the effort. So, to keep me in my comfort zone, I never put for the effort. 
But to go even a step further, I had a guilty gab and I can make you think I put forth the devil. Okay. So <laughs> give me that mic. Clap for him. <laughs> so you wanna be one of the worst kind of people there is. And and it's it, it's it's here, it's here, it's there. I'm a smooth talk uh-huh. you yeah. into thinking I don't yeah. smell like boo boo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, yes, I'm manure. Yeah. But by the time I talk you, I'm going to smell like brother. Oh, I'm going to make you think. You're going to be like, and hey, you're going to smell like boo boo with me. Yeah. <laughs> we both yeah. Know this. Yeah. I can't make you think I'm not boo boo, but I can just make you think boo boo is cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The worst. The, the absolute worst. Why are you the worst? Because you put all your energy in pretending instead of actually doing Same amount of energy. In fact, I would even argue it takes more energy to convince me this ain't poop. Well, because I got to remember the first lie I told you exactly. six months ago. And, so, and, then, and then you're going to come back to me, so I'm going to have to yeah, remember so that. Gotta, and I'm going to build up that. So why not, take that. that? why not take half that energy and be a winner? Because yeah, go ahead. <laughs> this is the thing. And I only the only Pass way that tip. I can see it is because I moved from it. That's like, right. That's right. If you don't if you if you catch me, I, I prevent myself from saying try. If I say it, I'll come back and correct it and take it out and say what I am gonna do. Even if I don't do it. I am getting out of the practice of using try because try is something that I use. I keep it in my vocabulary because I don't do it. Ooh. Try is a is a comfort word. That's just to give you a little bit of energy to get off my butt. I'm a try. Ooh. And so we keep it in our vocabulary because we're not going to do it. So it's a word. Like he said, he cut. Who, who, some author said they cut a word out of the dictionary. Is that in chapter one? Impossible. Well, where did we get that from? Was it? I, f- I forget. Somebody you. said they cut the word out of the dictionary. Impossible. I think that was. I think that was Craig Johnson. Maybe the could have been. Or could have been power thought. Either way, we got yeah. Yeah. So try is my word that I cut out because number one, I don't try to do nothing. Come on. If I do something, I do it. Right. And if I say I'm going to try, I'm not going to do it. And if I do do it, it's going to be piss poor. That's right. Because try is just a word that I keep in my vocabulary to keep me in poverty. Mm-hmm. That's, That's a poverty word. I'm going to try. Yeah. And to make you unconscious of my poverty condition. Yeah, because the uh, people at low level, and it's kind of taking advantage of people at a lower level of awareness oh. here. Because when they hear try, they like, oh, bless your heart. Yep. You so sweet. You do so much. No. I'm doing you an injustice because I know in my mind I just told you I'm not going to do what you asked me to do. And if I do do it, I'm not going to do it with the integrity that I should do it with. And so I'm planting bad seeds. Yep. Throw it. You throw I'm it. not going to throw it. Oh. There you go. Not at you. I, I hurt you. Oh, Lord. Okay. Right. So I got, I got three minutes left. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. We got to go back to the... Page 21. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, we're going we're gonna to go to page 21 next week. We got to go to page... We got to go to the, the new way to hear. Yes. Yeah, we got to go to the new way to hear. So I want to set up the new way to hear. 
Watch this here. Now I need this is a this we gotta be transparent. This because y'all. Now, how? Yes, you got something to say. Go ahead. I can't. I, I would stretch. I can't. Okay. No, you're right. <laughs> Just to use them. Back what Jen said. We're trying. I heard a long time ago somebody in that department said trying is failing on a payment plan. Trying okay. is what? Like, trying is failing on a payment plan. I could dig it. I like that. I got a problem there. And it's like, like Shannon said, you pay, I'm going to pay you too. Every time, every time when I would when I would talk to people about buying my product or coming to an event, oh, I'm going to try to make it in my head. I said, oh, they're not coming. Oh, they're not going to lie. Try to be pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of pregnant. No, it's all, it's I'm trying to get up at five in the morning. The reason you say I'm a try is because you're too afraid to say no. Yep. Yep. It's no other reason. You've never tried since y'all religious. Yep. You never tried to sin in your life. No, that's absolutely correct. You never tried to sin. You went in. Yeah. When people invite to events, I'm like, either it happens or it doesn't happen. You know what I'm saying? You never in your life went. I'm gonna try to smoke this. What you mean? Wait, wait, wait. Well, she, 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 I failed. She, she, <laughs> she did a big drug dealer, right? So she, but you get what I'm saying? I, you didn't try to see, and you seen all the way. Because yeah. y'all You know what I'm saying? So scientifically, trying is succeeding at failing, uh, failing on the paper plan, because you tell your subconscious. Get to a certain point right before success, and as soon as you get to that point, sabotage it. Yep. Yeah. That's what that is. That's, That's what, what trying is. Because yep. you didn't tell your subconscious to succeed, you said try. try. And try means get right there, and then boom. I will no longer say that word ever again. The most frustrated people ever are again. triers. Okay? So let me set up. Same for you. Let me set up. Let me set up. What we're gonna close out. So the next, I, can, this is, I had to take two weeks. I'm, I'm gonna give you the rest of my notes, and we gotta go back to page 21. So let me forget that next week. How many of you are not vibrating at the right frequency right now? Be transparent. Yeah. Let's see. How, how can I say that? Okay. So we got two. Got two. Got two. I think I'm okay. Okay. Got three. I, I think I'm okay. Great. So then you're okay. Okay. Have the confidence to. She's trying to be so, okay. So let me. <laughs> so I'm glad you did that. Let me help y'all out. Would that be one. overall or in some areas? That's okay. So that's a good question. Come right back to that. Let me liberate everybody with her response. Don't apologize for being okay. When something comes out of your field, it is yours. Good or bad. And if you feel okay, don't apologize for it. Okay, I feel great. There you go. Let's clap for her. She feels great. You cannot have wholeness or prosperity in a few areas. It has to be in all. We don't like that dirty little secret. It has to be in all. I want The reason I ask this question, because I know where you're going, because it's in the book, but some of you 
are upset right now. Whatever, you can call it whatever you want to call it. Vibrating on frequency, this, whatever. Doesn't matter. Because we're talking about positivity in you. Okay, how you slice it? We are literally talking about how there's unlimited prosperity out here and you have access to it and it's pissing you off. Say what you want. Many people are allergic to prosperity. You find them, you find these people when everyone's having a good time, they're in a room, they're in a corner with an attitude. Because they secretly want attention and they want to draw that attention by having an attitude. So when you ask them what's wrong, they act, no, nah, they don't get a pity party because they want the attention, but they can't say, I want the attention. So now they got to say, I ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm all right. I'm just chilling. So all we've done was talk about a burning desire. And if you're not vibrating at the right frequency, it doesn't, it's not, not just your weak. You got this belief system that don't want you being successful. So don't be mad at me, yourself, or microphone, or TV. Don't make excuses. Have a burning desire to be open. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I said that. Now read. Bur burning desire to be open. Listen, let me set up a little more. Let me set up a little more. You're not vibrating at the right frequency. Now, all of you had the transparency to me. It was like four or five of you. Great. Good job. I'm not here to bash on you. I'm here to tell you, if you take your advice and be able to burn out and be open, you'll still win. I get that in your world, it is impossible for you to be whatever excess you have in your future, right? You know, it's, I have a burning desire to X, 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 whatever that is for you, whatever blanks. You want to be a millionaire? I can't do that. If you're open, you would defy physics. Set it up. Tell us what page you're on. Make it happen. We're at page 33. Okay. We're going to be reading under the subtitle, Desire Outwits Mother Nature. Okay. We're going to be beginning reading at the wait. second. Wait, wait. I'm, I'm, be ready for me to stop you like this Sunday school or something, okay? Okay. Desire outwitting what? Mother nature, yeah. Okay, how many of you feel like everything's against you? Okay, got one. Got two, got three. Okay, we're talking about your desire will outwit everything that is against you. I set it up on purpose. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Okay, again, and, um, Everybody knows we're speaking of the little kid, first paragraph that he was born without his ears. It's his son. It's, it's the guy's son. Okay, now Napoleon Hill. Paragraph. Wait, 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 time out. I'm gonna stop it. I'm keep stopping. It's Napoleon Hill's son. Mm -hmm. Not the guy. Right. It is the guy who had access to all the advice of these millionaires. That's coming back. Mm -hmm. So is it Carnegie's son? No, Napoleon, the writer of the book. Okay. It's his son. Okay. I'm, so the punchline is his son is healed yeah. because his father had access to unlimited power. Mm -hmm. 
Wait a minute, sir. Wait a minute. You skipped over it. Who caught what I just said? No, I caught it. I caught it. Somebody explain to me what I just said. That's like, okay, okay. Is it like, because the only thing I can think of is the story that the pastor say all the time. Uh, this guy was down in the club. He was sitting on the bench. He was crying. This little boy came up and looked to him and said, why are you crying? He told him what was going on. He's like, I just thought I know you were talking. So he walked with him through going to the White House. Going to the Secret Service. They just he going through, went to the office, and said, hey, daddy, this guy need to talk to you. Daddy was okay. crazy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fair enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough, fair yeah. enough, okay. Yeah. Okay, so access yeah. to someone higher. Yeah. Okay, let's keep going. This Napoleon Hill son is healed. He does not have the consciousness or the talent or ability to, he don't even have the anatomy. Yeah. So he can't just, you, he doesn't have the anatomy. He can't hear. He don't have ears. And then there's no connection when they look at it. I need you to understand that it is physically impossible in the way you said it. Everything is against. I can't think of anything being against somebody who don't have eardrums. But he still can comprehend. Okay, he can comprehend. But what? There it is. Yeah. There it is. Wait, wait. Receive first. Give it a mic. Give it a mic. You, I, I, we got to come. You wanted to come back to this. You say what you just said. His his daddy's desire defied anything that could come against him hearing. On behalf. On behalf of him. He didn't have to hear it. He didn't have to connect to it. It was the desire of his father. Yeah. Almost akin to, you know, the desire of Jesus to want to rid us of sin. You know? I got a problem with that. He, you know, since we religious, like Tony likes to say, like, we religious. (laughs) um, It's it's the desire that, like, nothing could take him off the cross. Not even those of us that wouldn't, that wouldn't accept him. People out here don't believe. People out here believe in whatever they want. Not everybody believes that Jesus is the risen Savior of the world. But those of us that do, he did that. And he did it for his desire to save the whole world wasn't even killed by those that wouldn't accept the gift that he was given. Talk about a victorious attitude. Hmm. And so (laughs) Napoleon Hill's connection to all of these people gave him that burning desire for his son. Boom. Not even for him, for his son there you go. to hear. That little baby, that little boy just sitting there chilling. He ain't got no ears. I, you know, it's cool. I'm, all my other senses are intensifying. We see people every day, no legs, no arms, no nothing. Doing fine. That's because somebody desired and say, I want that. And they didn't say it to where they would die before they got it. There it is. In my opinion. He didn't allow the disability of his son to stop what he wanted to achieve. He found a way. He didn't let the, oh, my son can't hear, so I'm just going to give up on everything because he can't hear. He didn't didn't do that. He said, well, okay, my son can't hear. I accept that. But in my mind, I don't look at it as my son got a disability. Right. I look at it in my mind, hey, I'm going to find a way for him to heal, to communicate. It's my desire okay. to do so, and I'm going to do it. Your burning desire 
can not only change your life, but all the lives that pertain to you. Now keep reading. Don't. Oh, you had something to say. You had something to say. No, oh, no, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying that in here that it said that all this. So, no, it's not on. Oh. It also said that all this thinking took place in his own mind and spoke of it to no one. No one. Okay. Got to come back to that. Go ahead. Okay. Let him read. Go ahead. Uh, let me read. I challenge the doctor's opinion, which means that he didn't accept it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't, he didn't agree with that. He's like, I challenge, but I'm going to read further. I challenge the doctor's opinion. I had a right to do so. That's right. I was a child's father. I, too, reached a decision and rendered an opinion. But I expressed the opinion side of me. In the secrecy of my own heart, I decided that my son would hear and speak. Nature could send me a child without ears, but nature cannot induce me to accept the reality of the official. Somebody say something. There's well, too much going on. Next to that, I wrote, you don't have to accept what's been given to you. No. Okay, so I started off. I set this up. I got you. I set this up. Who in here ain't vibrated the right frequency? Then I threw it out there again. Who think everybody, everything's against them? We, I'm talking to you. If you raised your hand, Napoleon Hill is talking to you. Go ahead. It's like the, I don't remember what his name, but the lady in the secret, when the doctor told her she had cancer. Okay. But she said, you know, that wasn't the final say that she had in her head, so all she did with her husband was watch condoms. That's right. And she told him, I just, I need to laugh all the time. I need to be happy all the time. Okay. And when she went back, cancer was gone. Okay, cancer was gone. Cancer was gone. Okay, let's back up a little bit. The doctor said this. What was his reaction? No. Okay. If you think something, you automatically have it. So it was automatically a way made for his son to hear. He didn't understand how, and it rendered the doctor's verdict ineffective because his verdict can only exist in his reality had he accepted it. And he said clearly, he did not hear. Nature could not induce me to accept the reality of the affliction. He accepted a burning desire that served him. He said, I too made a decision. <laughs> That's what he said. We walk around here thinking we got to accept the decisions of others. I got a decision. That's what he said. I too made I too. a decision. He didn't say. And it's going to be a burning desire, so it's going to trump your decision. And then it goes. Did he blame himself? No. You, come on, y'all know, know what we would have did. Come on. Oh, it's my fault. It's something I did while I was pregnant. Maybe I. I maybe yep, I yep, yep, yep. I should have drank. Oh, maybe I should have had one beer. Maybe I should have left different. Oh, I'm being, I'm being punished for what I did um, it, at this time in my life. Oh, this is, this is all. Okay. So let's say you have high self-esteem, and let's say you're more logical, and you don't do any of that. You say, okay, then. Well, that's okay. We'll just teach them how to. Sign language and, you know, and yeah. read, read lips, and you go to, you go prosperity in the rules. Mm. 
that's what I would have done. I would have been like, took, made that bad situation into, okay, we can handle this. Okay, nothing's wrong with that. That's your burning desire. That was then. I'm just here to tell you that whatever you think of is already yours, even if it's not in the rules. So we got to talk about it because y'all, some of y'all, we got to make some, they make some own rules. I like this story right here. But the reason, but okay, okay, there's a few, we, we got a mixed crowd here. Men, women, different generations, different nationalities. Some of y'all, the wrong color in the wrong country. What's that got to do with your burning desire? So you ain't like that. You know what I'm saying? I get that they are against you, whoever they are, whoever you want to say. I get that you got asthma. What's I got to do with you working out? They will kill me real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling you that you don't have it. I'm saying something more strong. What you going to do about it? Oh, man, you know. My mama be cooking all this greasy stuff, man, and, and you know I, I wanna I wanna lose weight, but I I can't go to the gym like they go to, or you know what we ain't got no computer at home, so I can't learn how to code. All that's true. What you gonna do about it? Because if it's your burning desire, you gonna make the weight. Not if I don't quit. It's gonna come to you. Okay, now that is starting to become something. Yeah. Far more than exercise. We really do. Modify don't quit. Yeah. That's something we say when we exercise, right? We but that is something that has started to become something far more than exercise. Go ahead. Can you please design that so we can make it a shirt? No doubt. Use the microphone. Use the microphone. Oh, I was just saying, can we please design? Can you design that so we can put that on the shirt? No doubt. So, what's the punchline to this story? Regardless of what he got faced, got hit with, the challenges he got hit with, he didn't allow that to stop what he really, his burning, he didn't, he didn't allow it to stop his burning desire. And how did his son begin to hear? Through his burning desire. His burning desire. There's a specific. Of mother nature when he put that music on. Well, first, he used to whisper in, on his jawbone to him every day. Okay, there night, you go. When you go to sleep and tell him that you're going to hear one day. There you go. That's what it was. The frequency that That's what it was. Allowed him to hear. That's what, what it was. was so when he, when he bought the phonograph and the guy, he used he to bite it. down yeah. on the thing so he could feel the vibration to get the beats. He was listening to music. So, so his, his burning his desire teeth. defied the odds of what Mother Nature said. That's like, remember the girl? She, she was Can you repeat dead. what was said last? Yes. She was dead. And she was a dancer. Use the microphone. She can't hear. It was a show yeah, that sure we was watching. Cut that light on. I want to say, is, can you dance? It was some kind of dance yeah, competition. So dance. Now, yeah. the girl, she can't hear. She can't speak. None of that. So the, the judges was like, how can you be a dancer and you can't hear the music? And she said, she said in sign language, I can hear the music, but I can't hear the music. And they trying to figure out 
hey, how can you, how can, how can this girl be a dancer and hear the music? So then she did the performance, she danced, and then she, after she danced, she told them, I hear the music by uh, vibration. My feet, I feel the vibration by my feet and by my hands or what song that I'm dancing to. And that's how I achieve my dancing. There you go. Let me see the mic. <clears throat> Let me repeat this for Tempest. All right, so listen up, listen up. The only thing that he said was he was repeating the book, but he was repeating a specific part of the book, how his father, who is Napoleon Hill, was whispering upon his jaw and the vibration would hit the jaw to his skull. Like skull. Yes, 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 yeah. to his skull. Then he pointed out how they would play the little records and the kid would bite down on like the table or something. I can't remember what it was. And he would be able to hear the music through his teeth. Well, you said through his mouth. I want to talk about his teeth. Allow me just a few minutes. Listen to me. I understand that you have an attitude. And let me tell you just straight up, I don't even care. I don't even feel bad that you have an attitude because that's your attitude in the middle of all this positivity. That has nothing to do with me. I'm sitting here, I'm helping you, I'm doing all I can, etc. So is the universe, so is Napoleon Hill. Listen to me. He went interviewed 500 millionaires on your behalf. So this whole world is conspiring for you to get what you need. Now listen, are you going to quit? Here's how you quit. You have an attitude, you quit, you get other attitudes with people, you get an attitude with yourself, or you just get into a funky mood. Or are you willing, this is the crazy part, to hear music through your teeth? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. See, I'm willing wow. to die for it, even if I got to hear the music through my teeth. That don't make no sense. But nature don't care about what makes sense. As far as I'm concerned, it didn't make sense until Napoleon Hill decided for it to make sense. And then nature made a new law to help everybody else as far as I'm concerned. I don't care how to process it or interpret it. I just know that if it ever happened to me, I'm immediately making my kid bite on some records. Now, whatever's going on with you, do you have ears? Because if you got ears, you're pretty shallow. I'm not saying it ain't a big deal to you. I'm just saying you're not putting your big deal in perspective. Because I am willing to listen to music even if I got to listen to it through my teeth. And if you were not willing to do that, that would be prosperous. Because you're not willing to do what it takes to dance. That's for me and my teeth. If I lose my teeth, I'm going to find a way to get some teeth. 
to listen to the music. So don't tell me I tried everything and you're not biting records. Use them guns. Whatever you got to do. My point is, if you haven't been reduced to the point to where you got to listen to music through your teeth, you are better off than what you give yourself credit. And if you have to listen to music through your teeth, you are stronger than anybody else gives you credit. Either way, I'm willing to die for it. Even if I gotta listen to music through my teeth. Let me pray for you, Lord, we thank you. That we are people crazy enough to bite on tables and records that yes, it was something wrong with us now, but that, that was in the past, like five seconds ago. We move forward in this burning desire that defies physics. You see, we shouldn't be here because life is actually too hard to reproduce. Two seconds later, had our parents conceived, it wouldn't be us. One drink too many, a cold. Had our parents been stuck in traffic, they would have never met. It took astronomical odds for us to be here as life. We could have been born a microwave. But we're life. And for that reason, we have a burning desire to live in these astronomical odds that you have given us to live. We will not quit. We will stop all this acting like we coming back. Mm. Because it's all we got. And I'm just willing to die for all I got. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, that's it. We'll see y'all. Thank you, Doki. All righty. Bye, Deb. She gone. She gone. Yeah, she gone. Nice. Yeah. All right, so we got these recordings here. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training and I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions, $22 an hour, paid training, and I couldn't find someone 
not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.